Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox Voice Remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. It's presented, as always, by betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. The exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet. Use that promo code PODCAST1. Get that 50% sign-up bonus today. BetOnline.ag. Hope everyone out there is safe, is healthy, is staying inside, doing what they need to do. What a time it is. We understand that this is tough for a lot of people, but trying to get you through, bring some normalcy. Certainly, the business of sports podcasts continue with an interesting and hopefully a special one today. As you know from listening to me, one of my new gigs over the past year is Executive Vice President of Vayner Sports. Vayner Sports started by super entrepreneur, a lot of people know who he is, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, and his brother, A.J. Vaynerchuk, started a sports agency representing right for now football players in the NFL with a nice roster, 25, 30 of maybe up to 40 NFL players this season. Twelve guys coming into this draft that's going to be starting, obviously, without fail on April 23rd. It's going to be an online draft. It's going to be Hollywood Squares-like. It's going to be Roger Goodell with a lot of monitors. So that'll be great, but I thought I'd sort of delve into a couple stories of these guys coming out and sort of bring my two worlds together, at least the podcast world and the representation world. So I'm going to introduce you tonight to a couple of the guys in our draft class for Vayner Sports uh, that we're handling. Our our great young agents are handling these guys, and the two of them that you're going to hear from. So without further ado, let's hear from our first player uh, entering the draft, a tight end from Southern Illinois University. Someone I think is going to surprise a lot of people. Let me introduce you to tight end, Nigel Kilby. Nigel, welcome. Good to have you. Great to be here. It's a tough time. It's unique. Tell me what you're doing now in this uh, quarantine time. Where are you and how are you getting ready for the draft? Yeah, um, I'm home right now. Uh, family of eight, so we're all stuck in the house right now. I'm getting my workouts in when I can. Uh, I... I I'm able to have, I know, have a big backyard and have everything I need that I can take care of business here. Um, you know, just getting ready mentally and, and physically for the draft. Yeah, I saw you briefly in Tampa when you were training at Yo Murphy's Place outside Tampa, and uh, you looked good. It was a good experience for you training down there? Yeah, it was a real good experience. Um, it was great to network with those people, those professionals down there, and, you know, those are people that I'm going to look forward to working with for the rest of my career. Um, even the 
Sean Jacobs, the strength and conditioning guy down there, hooked me up with some workouts that I can do at home and, and really like prioritize me and, and, and continuing to help me even from so far away. You know, it's so interesting because the world kind of closed down about March 12, 13, 14, and you are fortunate uh, in a couple of ways mm-hmm. with obviously your performance, which we'll talk about, but the ability to go to Northwestern's Pro Day on March 10th before so many of these Pro Days were canceled. I'm sure you have to feel very fortunate about that. Yeah, I'm very blessed to have the opportunity, you know, because Without it, who knows where I would be and who knows who would have seen me um, or what opportunities it will bring to me. Uh, yeah, so I'm very fortunate for that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to puff you up here, but uh, what a pro day it was. Um, yeah. You know, with a 40-yard dash of 466 would have put you second at the combine. With a broad jump of 10-6 would have put you first at the combine. A vertical would have put you in the top five or six, uh, hand size first, wingspan first. You know, those things are great. Um, I know you're going to be humble, and you should be, about those that performance and the way you looked. But it had mm-hmm. to make you feel, I don't know if the word is uh, vindicated, but whatever word you want to tell us about not being invited to the combine. Yeah, it, it, does, it does feel good. Um, it was, it's just, you know, again, I want to, I just want to use it like it's blessed, it's blessed that I was able to show that and, and I had that opportunity and it's, it wasn't, I mean, a surprise, obviously for me, it's, it's, I knew I, I was that athletic or the people around me that see me train and, and people around me knew those were like, I was going to put those numbers up. So, I mean, it was just good to have that platform to show, show my ability. Did you feel like when the combine was going on, were you just keep your head down and just keep getting ready for March 10th, which you did? Is that the the, the, the attitude you had? Yeah, it was, it was something like that. It's just, I, I just used it as motivation because obviously I would I would have loved to be out there at the combine. And and it's something that I was looking forward to my, my whole life. You know, it's something you watch on TV when you're a little kid and I think that opportunity wasn't presented to me, and, and I just took it as that's fine. It's just something I'm going to have to prove that I should have been there or, you know, it's something that i got to prove to the people. So. Yeah, and you certainly did, and, and kudos to that. And my namesake, we're not related, but uh, Gil Brandt, one of the gurus of NFL scouting, has uh, talked you up as well. That's got to feel good. Yeah, that's that's real cool to see. Always um, seeing seeing some kind of re, some kind of um, you know some kind of acknowledgement from from big names and and seeing what everybody else sees. It's good. It's really good. So what's been going on since this lockdown, quarantine, whatever we want to call it? Have you been able to have teams reached out? Have, have there been any FaceTimes or Zooms or or co- communication online with any teams? Um, I know that my Brandon Parker, my agent, has been yeah. talking to a lot of teams. Um, I personally haven't been on the phone with anybody. I, I, I've done a lot of, like, kind of questionnaire-type things for, for teams and stuff like that. But, but um, yeah, just, just those things right now. 
and you'll be you're in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you'll be sort of hanging out. A family of eight, did you say? Eight kids? Yeah. <laughs> no, family of eight, including my parents. Um, I'm the oldest of of the six kids. Um, and so I'm just here with, you know, my younger siblings. And I have I have a couple athletes in my family that we we all work out together and stuff. And, you know, we make it work. We make it work. <laughs> So is it tight quarters as you uh, move around the house all day? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot, you know, but I mean, I grew up with this big family. I'm used to it and I love being around them and they get on my nerves sometimes, but it's just, it's just how it goes. You know, I, I really have learned to appreciate being around my family because it's not something, you know, a lot of people have or or what a lot of people get to do when it, when they get older. So right now I'm just like, you know, they might get on my nerves a little bit, but it's just great to be home and, and kind of trying to find the positives and all of this stuff going on. And, and, uh, yeah, so. I totally agree with that. I have my son home from New York and it is a special time that kind of got plopped in our lap here with circumstances. Yeah. So it sounds like you and me are taking the most advantage of it because, this too shall pass, and we'll have that freedom again to move around. But we will probably look back on these days and say that was special, spend that time with our families like that. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. And for Wayne, uh, you mentioned Brandon, and I'm working with Brandon now. You know, I one of my mentors was Eugene Parker, the great agent from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And uh, Brandon, of course, his son... Were you aware of Eugene Parker? I know it's obviously before your time coming into the league, but were you aware of the great agent living there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew I knew of Eugene Parker growing up, and I I mostly knew you know the name, didn't know him personally, or didn't know Brandon or anybody, but but. I think he just had that respect about him everywhere. Like even when I was, I think, I mean, middle school and high school, you always just knew who Eugene Parker was. He was always somebody you heard about. And um, I mean, really a local legend. Yeah. And, and Fort Wayne's produced a few players, as you know, Jalen Smith, of course. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah. uh, a good, he's a good, great player, great athlete, amazing, amazing person. Some one of the kids I've looked up to, um, even since I mean I've been working out with him, and since I was little, it's somebody you always you know wanted to mirror and wanted wanted to work as hard as he did, and you know so it was a great mentor to look up to also. Do you have a preference? I know everybody sort of says whoever picks you is great, but. Do you have a preference for a team that would have you? You'll know in a couple of weeks. Is there a preference in mind? Um, I wouldn't say, I mean, not a specific team. Um, I would just love, you know, just love to have the opportunity somewhere I fit, you know, in their offense and mm -hmm. that uses me the correct way to the point where I, I produce. And um, I feel like some, some teams I would, I could fit in and maybe, maybe, you know, run that role for them and, and other teams that may not be as easy. So just looking, just looking at teams, trying to find, like trying to think in my head where I would fit in best, where, where I could, you know, 
produce the most and get the make the best of my opportunity. But at the end of the day, you know, I may not have that choice, so it's just kind of being ready for whatever's thrown at me. Six, seven and a half, you know, you're obviously going to be one of the tallest players in the draft. Have you ever felt that being a hindrance, people looking at you saying too tall or you should be playing basketball? I mean, have you faced that along the way? Uh, fortunately, I really haven't. Um, people that know football know that, I mean, height can only be a disadvantage if you if you can't move, you know. And uh, and I've, I mean, I've proved that that's not a, that's not a problem either, so... So I really haven't um, ran into that. I think just because the, my ability to move my body and my coordination is, it kind of got rid of that, rid of that before it even happened. Tight ends in the NFL, you look up to, admire, and pattern after any of them. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, watching Jimmy Graham growing up, one of the reasons why I started playing football. Um, my mentor Dre Muhammad here um, showed me that, showed me clips of Jimmy Graham the basketball player converted to football player. And he told me I could be, you know, be that. And so that's, that's one athlete that I looked up to and then watched all of the time and tried to even, you know, mock, mock his play style. Um, and then as I, as I, you know, got older and the tight end, the tight ends changed in the, in the NFL and, you know, I started looking up to the Travis Kelsey's or, I started studying some Antonio Gates film, and I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of Zach Rudolph, just players that tight ends that are great in the league. Um, but really, I have a lot of love for Jimmy Graham because I mean, he's he's just a vet, and he's somebody that I've watched for a long time. And he has a basketball background. Do you as well? Yeah, I do. Um, I played. I mainly played basketball. Focus on basketball for the, my whole um, high school career. At one point, that's what I thought I was going to do. I had some offers from small schools to come play basketball, but ultimately decided to play football. And what went into that decision? Um, well, as I got into my junior and senior year, I, I really just found a passion, um, something that I didn't really get from basketball or that kind of just seeing my progression. And, and I was around it a lot. And I, a lot of my friends were playing football, and this is something I fell in love with. I fell in love with the game. Um, and it, it was, you know, being from Indiana, it's a basketball state, and yeah, it, may, it wasn't really an easy decision, but it was something that I felt was right. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of six, seven basketball players. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of people like me, but there's not a lot of, you know, six, seven uh, football players moving around like I am. So I felt like it was my best opportunity to play some football. Yeah, you always hear about these stories. Uh projections like LeBron James would be a hell of a tight end or something like that. Right. And he would. Here's an Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Lucky for you, he stayed in basketball, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nigel, uh, this is certainly an interesting time. I mean, any um, quarantine stories in the past couple of weeks you want to share with the audience? I would love to say that I have some, but you know, it's pretty, I mean, pretty boring just staying at home, just, you know, waiting for these days to come and, and, uh, just doing as much as you can do to prepare for the biggest opportunity in my life. Um, I mean, we just, we just <laughs> did some work in the garage and, uh, and, and helped fix some stuff in there. That's about as exciting as it gets. So. 
you guys sit down and play board games or anything? Is that how you pass the time? Yeah, we have, yeah we do we do some card games. You know, my mom is <laughs> my mom is big into card games. You always play some, some yeah, kind cool. of you know Yahtzee and try to find some other Uno and stuff like that with the kids and get everybody involved. How old? Did, uh, how young do your brothers go? How long? You're, you said you're the oldest of six, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm the oldest. I'm 23, and the youngest is nine. Oh wow! This is nine. Wow. She just turned nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that is a spread. Yeah, that is a spread. Yeah, we got we got you know my brother goes to Indiana University. My sister goes to a local college here, and then my brother's at my high. My other brother Dane is at my high school now, playing playing football, playing basketball, and then they go all the way down to elementary school. So there's a widespread for sure. Now, are they all? Uh off school online and is everybody kind of finding their space to do their computer learning around the house yeah yeah fortunately we have access to computers and stuff like that so so all the kids um do their little zoom meetings they're in zoom meetings and stuff with teachers and <laughs> and doing <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> the 10 year olds doing zoom meetings with the teachers and classmates and um and they're all doing um some some instruction online so Finding their, finding their time and space to get all that done, for sure. You need some strong wireless in the Kilby household, huh? <laughs> have some real good bandwidth. Or people are going to do it off the Wi-Fi, I think. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. I know we just had that quick meeting down in Tampa. Anything you'd like the audience to know about you as, as we uh, wrap up here? No, I'm I'm really excited for this opportunity. I'm gonna make the most of it. Um, I have a lot of people that are supporting me, and you know I gotta prove them right. And really looking forward to it. I'm working every day. And I'm ready to go. We wish you the best. Hope you can uh, leverage that incredible pro day that happened. Fortunately, before things locked down, into a good draft spot, a good career. All the best, Nigel Kilby, Southern Illinois. Thanks for coming on the program. Thanks for having me. Really hope you enjoyed Nigel, another guy not invited to the Combine. I go back 20 years when I was representing another guy not invited to the Combine named Matt Hasselback, and he played for 18 years. So let's hope for the same good fortune from Nigel Kilby. Six, seven and a half incredible statistics at the pro day we talked about. Good, solid, honest, respectful young man, as you heard there. Give you a quick rant, and then on to our second player that I'm going to introduce you to um, going into the NFL draft in a couple weeks. But I do want to just comment on where we are again with the virus, with COVID-19 impact on sports. A report out today that baseball is considering, you know, all these sports are trying to figure out what to do. Baseball is considering bringing all its teams to one location in Arizona, the Phoenix location, and playing games there trying to isolate, trying to keep people safe without fans, obviously testing and taking temperatures and all that. Listen, I get it. You know, we want to return to normalcy. We want to say sports is going. Donald Trump had a a visit with all the commissioners on the phone this weekend. Yes, it's what we all want as sports fans. But to me, it's all about risk and reward. What is the risk? What is the reward? The risk comes down to health. The risk comes down to infecting more people that 
probably won't get very, very sick, but could get very, very sick. So there's the issue there. And the reward is a return to normalcy. And of course, the reward is economics and not only, you know, bringing people back into stands, bringing people a sense of normalcy on TV, the TV revenues, of course, the revenues from baseball. And then we'll go down the line with all the sports not playing now, such as hockey, such as, of course, the NBA, Major League Soccer and others. We don't even need to get to the NFL, which I've said all along is in this relatively fortunate place where it could sort of watch and wait because there's no time crunch on the NFL. Everything's moving forward until it potentially is not. But right now it watches and waits as these other leagues go forward or not. And that's what we're going to find out. But again, risk and reward. We talk about this in my class that I'm doing online. We talk about all the time. What is going to happen? Are these teams going to play? No one's playing right now. And if they play without fans, yeah, it's not going to be the same experience, but we'll watch. You'll watch. I'll watch because what are we going to watch without it? You can only Netflix binge for so long or, or just miss sports for so long. Hopefully, people are finding other pursuits, other hobbies, reading, playing instruments, doing what they do. But again, we miss sports. Sports has a passion, a romance for all of us. Hopefully, it'll be back soon. But as baseball considers this plan, as the NBA considers what to do, horse tournaments, great. You know, whatever it decides to do, the real issue is economic, well, the real issue is risk, which again, yes, I guess risk is economic, but the risk is health. It's a public health issue. It's a safety issue. Not only for fans, but for players, for media, for staff. You think about these sidelines in football. We'll get to football in a later podcast in terms of what they're going to do. But you've got you know 70 players, including injured reserve and practice squad and inactive guys. You've got 25 coaches. You've got staff, equipment, trainers, unaffiliated trainers, unaffiliated doctors, all the people involved in security and balls and, and, and ball boys and... Uh, first down marker guys, I mean, TV guys. I mean, there's a, there's a hundred something people on each sideline in close proximity. That's just the sideline. So again, we have to see all those things happen, flatten the curve, quick testing. We're not going to have a vaccine this year. So all of that has to happen. So I just would tell baseball or tell baseball fans, I guess, hold on basketball fans, hold on. We're too early. We're way too early to make these decisions. We're in early April. Let's talk in a few weeks and see where it is. Now to my second guest, another player we represented, Vayner, who is really an interesting guy, a little different guy than you're used to hearing, really into spiritual meditation, mindfulness. We had a great talk at the Combine about it. He is going to be, hopefully, as I speak with my agent hat on, a very high pick, maybe even day two. Uh, from UCLA, cornerback, Darnay Holmes. I think you'll really enjoy listening to him, a guy that came out of the Combine with Deion Sanders and others saying top five performer at the Combine. So without further ado, my second guest on this special Business of Sports episode featuring Vayner Sports clients headed to the draft, UCLA cornerback, Darnay Holmes. Darnay, thanks for coming on. Pleasure having me. Thank you so much. Tell me about your world, your life right now. Where are you? How are you working out? What are you able to do with the imposed restrictions in this country right now? 
Yeah, so pretty much I'm sectioned in uh, Westlake, California. I'm from Pasadena, California. But I'm in Westlake Village. Uh, so pretty much my daily routine is, you know, wake up, give a man above his thanks, his praise, uh, stretch, you know, do some meditation, do my daily devotional, some reading things, and go go on a, a run, you know. Sometimes I go on a hike with my girl, but literally just go running uh, a little two to three miles a day. And some days I do the... Uh, the dead card, you know, and do certain things that come with the dead card, a Ray Lewis thing that he brought to my attention. But outside of that, you know, I've had FaceTime calls, Zoom conference calls, all the above, something I really didn't use my phone for a lot, but I'm getting used to these new technologies. <laughs> what were you able to get in? Obviously, I saw at the Combine where you had a great performance, and I know people were ranking you as a top five Combine performance. How did you feel coming out of that? Uh, you know, it was some things I wanted to correct, but now pro day is not going to be able to take place. Uh, I won't be able to correct those errors outside of that. Uh, you know, I wanted to run a better 40, you know, but outside of that, the field work was great in my opinion. You know, I was out there competing, having fun. That's the most important, most important thing, just having fun and being joyful with the journey. But uh, I'm really devastated for my brothers who can't do pro day, you know, just training with a lot of guys who were banking on pro day and then, you know, seeing that, opportunity being shot down in a manner that wasn't expected by none and it's just heartbreaking for them yeah when did you find that out when were you supposed to have UCLA Pro Day and when did you find yeah, out that would was going to be March 24th and we found out like I think it was a week two weeks before or a week and a half before and they said it was going to postpone it to April 10th through 15th but that's not what happened yeah so what have your contacts with teams been in this time of self-isolation and quarantine? You've been doing, you mentioned some Zooms and FaceTimes. Have that been, has that included with teams on those? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely uh, teams, you know, player personnel, scouts, head coaches, just the overall organization, you know, uh, pretty much whoever want to speak or learn more about you, they'll be on that call or they want to ask you about football things. Those people who know the football ins and outs will ask you certain questions, but uh, it's just a, a conference call where you just got to be yourself, you know, uh, teach them the things they want to be taught and uh, pretty much learn from the critiques that they're going to critique you about. Any interviews, whether there or the combine or even before that, since the combine interviews stand out to you, anything that sort of you really remember as a different interview than a lot of the others? Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I prepare for it, but it was one time at the senior boat. I walked into the interview, it was a former interview, and right away the coach threw me the chalkboard uh, pen. So, you know, if, if you wasn't <laughs> a student in the game, that could have been devastating for you. Right away you get that chalkboard pen and you got to, you know, draw up some things. But when he threw me that pen, you know, I knew I knew it was time to get to it and uh, show, him, show him what I know about the game. But outside of that, uh, there's been a lot of interesting conversations just Different different people have different uh, philosophies, you know, different organizations have different cultures, but, you know, each one are cool establishments. You're an interesting guy. We talked to the Combine. Uh, you mentioned just the, or the opening here about meditation and some of the stuff you do. Not all players get into that. Tell us, tell us something about the mental side that seems to be very important to you, maybe more so than most players. Uh, just, you know, really figuring out what's your purpose in life and why you do things is a big reason why I play the game, but just having an understanding that there's some things that are holding us back from reaching our full potential. So 
being mentally strong enough to not feed into those things that are not true. You know, at the end of the day, defeat, you know, fear, those things are illusions and are not your reality until you set them to be your reality. Simple as that, you know. So pretty much what I practice is mindfulness, which is, you know, living in a present moment in a particular way, non-judgmentally, like your life depends on it. So I just I just honor the present moment, you know, I honor my journey and I honor my support system. That's awesome. And and did did I hear right that you were originally introduced to Vayner Sports and Gary Vaynerchuk through was it a mental coach at UCLA? Is that was the connection? Yeah, mm-hmm. meditation uh, coach. Uh huh. And tell me where how, is he part with the team or is he with individuals? Because uh, I haven't heard of one uh, of those around uh, college yeah. programs before. Yeah, not for sure. Uh, the way. UCLA was set up, you know, we had a chess coach, we had a meditation coach, we had uh, pretty much connections to any career or any interest that you have passion about. So pretty much whatever we wanted to pursue, you know, we had direct access to, which is a blessing. And what would you do with this meditation coach? Would you have daily sittings? Would there be a group settings or would it work with you individually? Yeah, uh, so pretty much start off with, he also does real estate. So I start off with, uh, you know, a lot of guys who are interested in the real estate field, along with myself, who are uh-huh. interested in the real estate field. So he pretty much uh, told us how to set up uh, investments, set up savings, set up just regular salary, little things like that. But he also had different things about him. You know, he had a toolbox of meditation. So those times he put up to my house or I put up to his house. Or uh, he came to UCLA after a fall camp and we meditated. So literally, you know, it was me placing myself in these positions and taking initiative to pretty much figure out what it truly is meditation and why is meditation key. Like meditation is key in my opinion because like if you know that you are watching your thoughts, you feel me, mm-hmm. you will be able to understand certain things or just bypass your mind. But once you just can focus on the thing that you're focusing on, where the task may be, which is just breathing in and out, or literally lining up and doing your route, or literally lining up and taking this test and not worried about what the end result would be, just literally going question by question and not feed it into the outside, you know, you will be somebody who could sustain whatever career they are in. Yeah, that brings true personally too. But I'm still kind of a, um, I guess, a beginner <laughs> on the meditation track. I do the guided meditations through an app on my on my phone. It sounds like you've gone further than that with an actual coach. Uh, it's, it's very the same thing. He's just not in the app. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he's live. Same, huh? uh, this is the same, you know, different uh, sayings that they're saying. Uh, what app you use? I'm for sure going to check that out. I, yeah, I... I actually used a couple. I started with the Headspace app, um, okay. and I've moved to the Calm app because um, I don't know. Just I, a woman's voice seems to do me better than a man's voice on those. So I like the Calm app. Now, do you see uh, you see performance gains since you've been doing the meditation? For sure, I feel like my performance enhanced uh, a tremendous amount is pretty much me being the person who's responding to things. You know, I'm not guessing things. I'm not forcing things. I'm really just responding. You know, I'm just like, just free-flowing. And that wasn't the case before? Uh, no, for sure. Before, uh, you know, my my mind and my body weren't intertwined. You know, they weren't as one. You know, my body would be 
my natural gifts and natural abilities, you know, I'd be confident in my movement, but within my headspace, I would be doubting myself. I'd be worried about the outside noise <clears throat> or I literally wouldn't be just locked into the present moment. Like I'd be thinking about what release would he do, but he haven't did the release yet. So why would I just lock in and focus on my keys mm. <clears throat> and respond once he does their release? Where are you from, Darnay? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I'm from Baltimore, California. And was UCLA a tough choice, or did you pretty lock in pretty early with them? Yeah, uh, I was locked in pretty early with that. Just being a hometown kid, just seeing UCLA. Every time I was in the city, you know, they played in the city at the Rose Bowl. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my grandpa lived two minutes away from the Rose Bowl, so I was just around it a lot, so it was just something that was a part of me, and I wanted to really bring it to life. So obviously you made the transition high school to college, did very well at UCLA. What, what do you anticipate with this transition? What do, you, what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge moving from college to pro? Uh, I feel like the biggest challenge would be really, you know, setting setting time aside to really be with the family, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about to be a time where I don't know when the season's going to start or when I go to camp or rookie camp or the case may be. But, you know, right now I'm just cherishing the time that I have with my family, you know, my girlfriend, my nephews, just cherishing this time. But I know once I get to that, that realm, I'm being fully locked in, you know, so just giving them every bit piece of me right now. I know once it's time to lock in, you know, I won't be able, able to have those daily FaceTime calls or those daily interactions. Yeah, it really is a unique time. And yeah, it's so well said because we don't know when we're going to have this time again in terms of locking in, like you said, with family and friends. And it's kind of this unexpected time. You know, I have my son home from college and it's rare, you know, it's like, it just came upon us. Uh, and I really think you said that well about taking advantage of this time in the best way you can. And I think your meditation probably helps with that. No doubt. I mean, in terms of what's going to happen, no one knows. I think that the one thing the NFL has is an ability to sort of watch and wait because all the other sports are active and they can see what NBA, what NHL, what Major League Baseball does, what happens with the virus, what happens with the spread, what happens with the testing, what happens with potential vaccine. And they have the luxury of time. The NFL doesn't have to make decisions other than just going forward with the draft. So we're all watching and waiting. And uh, I know it's a stressful time for you guys, but at least you'll know something in two weeks about where you're actually playing. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. And then, you know, you'll have a virtual off season with more FaceTime <laughs> and more screens, more zoom, but it'll be with your future employer, not with uh, potential employers. Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. I heard about that this morning with uh, my mentor. He pretty much allowed me to know that, uh, you know, you're about to be, um, conference calls, learning the playbook. You're about to be on virtual things, just trying to grasp what they have in store for you. So, you know, just be ready. So in this meantime, you know, keep your head space right. Uh, cherish the time yeah. with your family and, you know, still, still get that 1% better every day. 
I know everyone asked this question, but I'm just wondering, do you have, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, do you have any preferences on teams or places to go or the way they run their schemes from the secondary or location, any of that stuff? Uh, I definitely don't have a preference. You know, I just want to go to an organization where, you know, value will be added to me as a man, you know, as a player, most importantly, you know, and just be around a group of guys that would just sharpen me to be better. You know, I always want to be around people who are wise or people who are veterans because, you know, they have literally life-tested experiences that prepare them for it to reach their full potential. So I want to know the game that they have about what they've been through so they can inspire me, so I can inspire others. Anything else you want to share with the audience before I let you go about about you, about what a potential NFL team gets from you? Yeah, uh, just, you know, a potential NFL team will get a guy who's committed, you know, committed to the grind, committed to organization, committed to his purpose, and he's he's ready to be a contributor right away. Yeah, and I see, I, just on my personal account, I see a lot of humility there, which I think teams really enjoy. They like, uh, or not enjoy, but desire someone with, a real hunger, but also humility, humble. You know, I, I've i talked about what Deion Sanders and others said for you coming out of the combine, and your reaction was, well, I didn't run as well as I thought I would, or I didn't do as well in this, I didn't do well in that. So I, I think that's admirable to uh, to sort of not get caught up in all the, the kudos and realize, keep your eye on the prize. Oh, yeah, no doubt. At the end of the day, you don't want it in an arena. You got to answer to yourself. No doubt. Darnay, great to talk to you again. Thanks for coming on my pod. Thanks for allowing me to showcase you a little bit to the audience. You're going to be a great player, good person to work with. Enjoy our chat. Appreciate you. Have a blessed one. Really hope you enjoyed listening to Darnay and Nigel, two guys. Maybe I'll, I'll feature some more next week of our client list headed to the NFL draft. With so much uncertainty about everything in sports, we know the draft is happening. And on April 23rd, 4th, and 5th, we will see these players move to their new location. They won't know much about the offseason then in terms of whether it's happening or not, but they'll know where they're going. Final word from our Bet Online sponsor with currently no NBA, no NHL, no MLB. You probably think there's nothing to bet on. You would be wrong. Bet Online still has hundreds of sports events, games to wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with online casino and blackjack open 24 hours a day, never closes. There are going to be props on Survivor, on Big Brother, on American Idol, stock prices, even the weather. So visit the website, join today, Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Don't forget the promo code PODCAST1. For your 100% sign-up bonus, not not 50%, 100% sign-up bonus, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports podcast. You're underscored by my son, who's now living with me. What a blessing it is. Sam is here. My producer extraordinaire, thanks to Brian Neal. And really appreciate all of those who follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt and who leave rankings and comments on the uh, Apple Podcasts. And I'm starting a Patreon site, so you can go to that as well. I'll have exclusive content for those of you who sign up the tiers for Patreon. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll get through this. This too shall pass. And hopefully the business of sports podcasts give you a little break from everything else you're hearing about craziness in the world right now. 
Stay safe, and we'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today.